We've all felt it once or even a few times in life. Well, most of us anyway. You know what I mean. That chill of panic that comes when we fear the money we're managing to bring in just won't be enough to cover our expenses, even the most basic ones. It's a feeling that, even before the COVID-19 pandemic struck, was realized by a number of our fellow Americans. Even worse than felt, it was, and in many cases still is, a situation that those same Americans have had to endure. I can't be the only one who noticed how, following the 2008 global financial crisis, the number of people hugging street corners and asking for help grew appreciably. How so many of those same people still congregate under bridges or anywhere else they can find some sort of shelter. And let's not be ethnocentric. This isn't only an American problem. Even a technologically advanced country such as South Korea, home of the K-pop band BTS and everything Gangnam style, is feeling the pinch caused by the gap between the insouciance of those who have everything and the desperation of those who struggle just to get by. Which, of course, is the situation that the Netflix series The Squid Game mines so effectively. Part social commentary, part and then there was one murder mystery, The Squid Game is reported to be one of Netflix's most watched offerings. One survey reports that one in four Americans have watched the series. It's easy to see why. The nine-part series, written and directed by South Korean filmmaker Hwang Dong-yuk, focuses on a number of characters, all of whom face dire life circumstances, in debt, with no resources, desperate to find any way to help themselves, and in several cases, those they care about. Our principal character, named Gi-hoon, played by Lee Jung-jai, is a ne'er-do-well who laid off from his job at an auto plant, works at the occasional odd job, but then he mostly gambles away what he earns and has to depend on his elderly and ill mother, not just for spending money, but for regular meals and even for a place to live. Gi-hun's life changes one day when, waiting for a train, he is approached by a well-dressed guy who asks him if he wants to play a game for money. Lured by the prospect of easy earnings, Gi-hun endures a series of slaps to the face before he gets paid, not just with a few dollars in Korean won, but also with an invite to play a game for bigger stakes, the squid game of the series title. Naturally, he agrees, and so is transported, drugged and asleep, to a kind of warehouse bunkhouse housing 455 other people, all of whom face similar grave life situations. Upon waking, Gi-hun and the others discover that they are guarded by mask-wearing, gun-carrying individuals. They're told they will play a series of children's games, with the winners moving on toward a multi-million dollar prize and the losers, well, quote-unquote, eliminated. During the first game, a massive red-light-green-light exercise, they, and we, discover just what elimination actually means. And, warning here, the Squid Game features a fair amount of sudden and graphic violence. As the game progresses over the nine episodes, we come to know several characters. The young girl from the north, the tattooed mobster, the disgraced neighborhood icon, and Gi-hun's childhood friend, the wise old man, etc., and writer-director Huang even gives us a subplot involving a sole police detective looking for his brother, who works behind the scenes trying to figure out what's going on. All of it serves as an exercise, not just in survival of the fittest, but also as a stirring study of the whims of fortune imbued with all that social commentary, not just about economic inequality, but also involving both social class and religion, not to mention a secret that is revealed only in the final episode. Here's something that isn't a secret. The Wall Street Journal reports that Netflix will sell Squid Game goods on the Internet with partner Walmart, Incorporated.
If that isn't perfect irony, I don't know what is. For Spokane Public Radio, I'm Dan Webster.